17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. Of course, I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick. And I am Cordell Woodland, uh, cover uh, insider for the Baltimore Ravens here on 105.7 The Fan and Odyssey here bringing you more Ravens talk on another edition of Winning Drive. So uh, the first preseason game is now over and I am ready to overreact, Cordell. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm ready to to highly praise somebody, lowly, you know, yeah. criticize somebody. Well, I mean, that's that's what the preseason's for. It's, Absolutely. it's for overreactions. It literally is for that reason. And so let's do overreactions from an offensive perspective as well as a defensive perspective. But let's start with the offense. Uh, overreactions. I'll start with myself. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Brown, quarterback. I like this kid. Um, I liked him at Oregon. I watched him a little bit uh, when he played at Oregon. And I like the touch that he has. I think that he is a nice downfield um, uh, throw. I think that his release is a little slow, which maybe is why he went undrafted to begin with. However, I really like what comes with this young man. Um, I, I talked about this to you in camp when we were standing near each other, when we were watching Tyler Huntley practice. And I do have a problem with the arm strength of Tyler Huntley. Um, And this is, you know, just an observation of mine, but I've always felt this way about Huntley. I do think that Brown has uh, a stronger arm in that regard. And he has a pretty accurate arm. So I'm ready to overreact in the sense that maybe Anthony Brown, if he can get Uh a little bit of training, he finds his way to number two on the depth chart. (laughs) (laughs) Already, already, already. Tyler Huntley and send him down to the third string. You know, it's crazy you say that because I'm kind of going to – I don't want to say I'm going to overreact on Tyler Huntley, but honestly, I I was kind of impressed with Tyler Huntley today. I thought he had some moments. He had a nice 14-yard run on the fourth down on the read option to get the first down. Uh, He Obviously, he has the touchdown throw to Shamar Bridges, who uh, I'll get to in a second. Um, but I, th- I thought Tyler Huntley was okay today. Now, the one pet peeve I have with Tyler Huntley, and this goes back to last year, is just when it's third and eight or third and whatever, he throws it short of the sticks. It was a couple times today it was a third and medium situation, yep. and he's throwing a check down for a two- to three-yard game. You can't have that. You can't just be so willing to wave the white towel or to send the punt team out there. you got to at least fight it. I'm not saying force it into coverage, but do something. You, He has mo- mobility. He can extend the play. Just try to find something that anything in that situation outside of a turnover is better than throwing the ball for two yards and walking off the field. So I think he's got to get over that and just get a little more comfortable and confident in his offensive skills because I think he has some uh, playmaking skills in him, but I just think sometimes he kind of stalemates himself. That said, I'm kind of going to overreact a little bit on Shamar Bridges. Uh, It's always one receiver in training camp and preseason that everybody goes crazy for, and I've kind of 
felt it coming up to today that Shamar Bridges would be that guy. It's usually somebody with some sort of height, which he has, um, and, and he's a deep ball kind of receiver. He's made these type of plays in practice, and it translated to the game tonight. He had two nice deep ball catches, uh, one for a touchdown where he really climbs the ladder. He does a really good job. He's not a guy that's going to get a lot of separation, but he does a good job of measuring up where how high the ball is and knowing that he can out jump his defender and he he'll stack the defender and jump right over him and get the catch one thing about him though he is a body catcher and that can kind of scare you but on the flip side a guy like Devontae Adams is a body catcher he doesn't catch with his hands and he's arguably the best receiver in football so right. Shamar Bridges has found a way to make it work for him it worked again in the in the preseason game uh, on Thursday night, and I want to see if he's able to kind of take that momentum and take it into practice this next week before these guys head on to Arizona. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't know if you know this, but there was like a little, there was a small Shamar Bridges fan club going on um, that people were really, you know, rooting for this kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I understand, you know, he has so many things about him that you like, the size, and, and, and he was making catches, and he continued, I think his fan base grew a little bit uh, after oh, yeah. today's game um, because of what you saw him do, and I, I want to jump on so bad because I see the potential in him. But, you know, I start thinking about other guys that we kind of did this to in the past. Oh, yeah. Like yep. the Clarence Moores uh, yep. of the group and, you know, how we had high expectations. And, and even in the high expectations, those guys delivered, but it wasn't a consistent delivery. Mm-hmm. Here's the good thing. Shamar Bridges is in a great situation because the Ravens don't have no wide receivers. Like the Ravens don't have any wide receivers. So his chances of making the team really feels like it's his to lose at this point. So as long as he continues to do what he's done thus far in training camp and then continues to do that in preseason, I definitely don't think it's an overreaction. My concern is, is that is he going to get like the rookie hiccups where, you know, he's dropping sure thing passes Mm -hmm. and, you know, those types of things. But having the potential for him or seeing the potential for him, I think everybody can, you know, relate to that and saying, okay, this guy has something. Whereas where you talked about um, Huntley and me talking about Brown, I think mine is more of an overreaction than yours is an overreaction of sorts. Well, well, my overreaction with Shamar Bridges is more, you know, this is an undrafted free agent that we're talking yes. about right now. And, and and I'm not, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to say that he's going to be the next number one receiver. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I what I will say is I think that he's in a, like you said, he's in a perfect situation where he's in a spot uh, at a position group of need right now, I think for this team and with Tylen Wallace getting hurt, in the preseason game and James Prochet dealing with a soft tissue injury right now. Um, and Devin DuVernay still working his way back from his thigh issue. You, you, you just don't know right now. Um, and, and I talked about Tylen Wallace uh, on the last episode. I think his stock dropped even more after the preseason game. He gets hurt. 
uh, number one. And that's not necessarily anybody's fault. It's, it's football that comes with it. But it's the fact of even on the play that he got hurt in, it was like an end, end of round play. He's running outside. He's supposed to cut back inside because there's a block out there. I, I, I Forgive me, I can't remember who, exa- who exactly it was making the block, but there was a nice block out there that's pushing the defender to the sideline for Tylen Wallace to turn it up inside, and he continues to go outside and ends up losing like a yard or two on the play and is also hurt. So I, I just think Tylen Wallace's stock is uh, dropping right now. Jalen Moore, another one, uh, he's a guy that I just – I mean, he's dropping the quick out routes, the timing routes. These are the routes that I can tell you they do a lot at practice. I mean, right. a lot of the, a lot of that at practice is them on the timing routes. And I'll give Lamar credit. I think he's been better on the timing passes uh, in practice this year. And you just can't have receivers dropping the gimmies. You know, that's an easy five to six yards right there, and Jalen Moore is dropping them. I just don't think anybody on this receiving core outside of guys like Bateman, Prochet, and Duvernay can afford to go out there and have those type of performances. So Jalen Moore and Tylen Wallace, I'm still trending down on right now. But as far as the receiver group, I think uh, Shamar Bridges is definitely going up. Now, the running back group is a group to definitely watch. Um, That's an open competition. Mike Davis, I think, had a solid day. Uh, in the preseason game, he got the touchdown in the short yardage situation. I thought it was yeah. some really good blocking out there. He pretty much got went untouched. Um, but for the most part, when you look at all the, the running backs uh, in the preseason game, nobody really jumped out outside of Davis getting the touchdown. Tyler Beatty, Tyler Beatty who who's, is a guy that I've been kind of beating the drum for all offseason since they drafted him. And he didn't really do a lot for me. Granted, it's just one preseason game. They've got two more to go. Uh, but just off the small sample size we got in that one in the one preseason game that they played so far, none of the running backs really seem to uh, separate themselves from the others, so to speak. And if I had to name one that did, Mike Davis would be that guy. Yeah, and I think that that's you know, listen, he's a free agent signing because we don't know what the situation with the running backs are, and so you you feel confident in saying, okay, maybe he he'll be fine um, in that position. He averaged 4.4 yards a carry, five carries, 22 yards, and a touchdown. And I agree with you that the other guys, um, look, you know, you could listen, Clement Clement did okay, four carries, 17 yards, and and such. Um, Justice Hill looked like he's trying to get himself, you know, going Mm -hmm. back to his old form, uh, had 3.7 yards a carry. So, yes, I, I agree that I think that Davis is the one that stood out the most um, in terms of consistency. But, you know, there are other guys that, that it's like, okay, yeah, I agree with you, Beatty. uh, The jury has stood out for me. Um, And he has two more preseason games to play in. So I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not going to overreact for anything when it comes to Beatty, because at this point it's a wait and see for me. Um, But yeah, my overreaction on, on, on the running back situation is like, Mike, we'll be just fine with Mike Davis. Now I don't know how true that's going to be. We're going to find out, but you know, he, he looked fresh and he looked good out there playing in the offense, albeit backups, but still look good nonetheless. 
No doubt. And, you know, if we're talking about an overreaction, I think a lot of people are ready to overreact when it comes to Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely has been pretty much one of the biggest stars of training camp to this point. And I would say that he was one of the bigger stars of the first preseason game as well. I mean, he had the nice grab uh, where he pretty much mosses his defender. Uh, over midfield, and then he's got the his first catch. He's you know he's pulling ju- out ju- four or five ju- juke moves, you know. <laughs> and, and 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 Harves is like, look, the first juke was cool. The other four we didn't need. Um, but he got the first, he, and, and and I tend to agree with him, and Isaiah likely Dang. agreed with him as well. Um, but he got the first down, and I just think that this is a guy that's shaping up to really have a really good season for the Ravens. Now, I, it's tough to say overreact with him because statistically it's not going to be something where he's like a league leader or even a team leader you know Mark Andrews is still going to be the guy in this offense right behind him is still going to be Rashad Bateman and I expect James Prochet to kind of fall in line right behind him at least in catches um but as far as impact I think Isaiah likely is geared up to make a huge impact for this Ravens office, especially in the passing game. He had a couple of blocking issues in the preseason game, a holding Don't penalty, care. and you know, and, and, and you know, and, and I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Rita. I really don't care because I feel like once Charlie uh, Kohler comes back, he'll he'll be looked at more as a blocker. Yep. Nick Boyle is a blocking tight end. Uh, Patrick Ricard as well. He'll be out there to block. So they know what what Isaiah likely strengths and weaknesses are. And his strengths outweigh his weaknesses, and that is his pass catching ability. I completely agree. So maybe I'll do the overreacting here with Isaiah Likely. I'll say, because you mentioned Mark Andrews, you mentioned Rashad Bateman, and then you mentioned Poche Third. I'm going to leapfrog Likely over Mm -hmm. Poche as being the third most important player on this offense. So this is the overreaction for me. I know it is. But – I believe that he will immediately be an impact player for this offense. I think that he was specifically came here for that position. Like you already said, he, you know, we don't have an issue too much about his run black and he ain't going to be out there doing that anyway. So I'm not concerned about it because that's not what he's going to do. Could he, couldn't he get better with it? Sure. You need to find a way to get a little bit better chip, do something. But ultimately he's a pass catching tight end. He's going to be used more as a wide receiver role. So I'm going to overreact here and say, he might be the third best player. I'm putting all the pressure <laughs> on you, Isaiah likely. You might be the third most important um, player in terms of impact Mind obviously outside of Lamar, I'm, I'm specifically talking about the skill players that Lamar will have. You might be the third best player that they may have, so you're gonna have to step it up because I didn't overreact it. I'm gonna need you to go <laughs> ahead and prove me right so I can come back and say, See, remember I told you on that first preseason game, Isaiah likely was gonna be the guy, so that's what I think is gonna happen. I'm gonna double down on your overreaction and say <laughs> that I think he, he's gonna be third at least at least third on this team in receiving touchdowns this year. He might not have the catches. He might not have the yardage. But I think touchdown-wise, because I think he's going to be a menace in the red zone, I think the Ravens are going to be one of the most dangerous teams in the red zone this year because they'll have they'll have the ability to flood the field with guys that, that the defense will have to pay attention to all across the board from Andrews to likely to Prochet to Bateman and possibly a guy out of the backfield. And I'm hoping that's Bateman. 
Yeah, I, good luck, defenses. Good luck picking your poison here. So, you know, this is very similar to 2019. I, you know, hey, good luck to y'all out there because it's going to be tough. Oh, yeah, they're going to need it. And that's not – and we didn't even account for Lamar's legs in the red Exactly. They'll, they'll definitely need a lot of help. Absolutely. All right, before we get into the overreaction for the defense, remember to subscribe to Winning Drive whenever you, wherever you listen to any of your podcasts, Spotify, yes, yes, yes. Apple, whatever you listen to on any platform, right. we're available. All right, overreaction for defense. Mm-hmm. What you got for me, Cordell? Defense. Uh, I really like Pepe Williams. I think Pepe Williams is going to be a guy that is going I talked about Kyle Hamilton being a chess piece for this defense that they move all over the place and I've gone on record to say that I believe Kyle Hamilton when it's all said and done will be possibly the most moved around defender maybe in all of football that said I think Pepe Williams might be a guy that we see them move around a lot more maybe in the earlier part of the season. He got in a little bit of safety uh, in the, in the back end of the preseason game, but he started out there at corner could have had the pick six to early in the game, but he he drops it. You want to see him make that play, but this is a dude that screams big play ability. He hunts the big play. He's not the bigger, biggest guy out there, but he's not afraid of contact. He gets his nose in there. I, I, I really like Pepe Williams. He plays bigger than he is. So he's a guy that I would really look for to be a huge difference maker on this team. We already know what they have in guys like Humphrey, Marcus Williams, Marcus Peters, um, and Kyle, even Kyle Hamilton transitioning out there as a rookie as well. But I think Pepe Williams could be that link that kind of takes this sec. We, we thought this secondary was really good to begin with. I think he can kind of be that guy to take them to the next level. All right. Overreaction. Travis Jones, I'm on the wagon, baby. The oh, yeah. Replacing Brandon Williams. He's re- look, Brandon, who? Who? What? <laughs> I like this kid a lot. Um, had a sack, I believe. He, uh, he had a mm-hmm. seven yard loss in the sack. I like this kid. I think that he has so much potential, and I think that he could be, he, he's going to make us forget that. Brandon Williams is not here anymore, and he's going to be dominant on the defensive line. I could be wrong here, but I feel very confident in saying this. Another overreaction. Mm -hmm. Kyle Hamilton. This is why Chuck Clark was not traded. I mean, he got some work to do. You know, I'm I'm not ready. I'm not ready to give up on the kid, obviously. Um, you know, he'll get it eventually. But my overreaction in this is, is that I com- I completely understand why the Ravens continue to keep Clark on this roster because this kid ain't ready yet. And I'm sure he will be. He got it's gonna take some time. I'm sure he'll be fine. But uh I don't think it's an overreaction of sorts. I just think it's a reality of sorts. I mean, yeah, you know, he whiffed on a tackle, you know, he, yep, he, a couple. A couple tackles, you know, he got some work to do. And and so he's not ready to be a starter in this league as of yet. I saw people complaining about him being on special teams. I have no problem with that. Many defensive players, guys, I don't know if you know this little tidbit, many defensive players play on special teams. 
This is not a hardball thing. Remember when Ed Reed was doing fielding punts and stuff? That was under Brian Billick. Remember when Ray Lewis and Chris McAllister was on special teams? That was under Brian Billick. These things do happen. It's not uncommon for defensive players to be on special teams. So Kyle Hamilton being on special teams doesn't bother me because as of right now, Kyle Hamilton needs reps in any yeah. capacity. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and, and it allows him to get more opportunities to, to tackle. I think yes. that's the main thing with all these guys. We, you know, especially coming into the first preseason game, that's the one thing you're worried about is tackling because they're yeah. not tackling in practice. They're doing their drills and they're doing some in, in the team drills. They may wrap and let go. Um, but there's no full-fledged tackling going on. This isn't a, a Steelers training camp where they're hitting every day, apparently. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of ex- I, I expected to see uh, Kyle Hamilton, a, 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 amongst other guys on the team, struggle with tackling initially. Initially, uh, it was good to see him jump on that fumble recovery. You know, hit good heads up play by him. But yes. I agree, Rita. Uh, it, it definitely. Uh, the, the first preseason game allowed everybody to kind of see that he's he's a work in progress. And I know that's not what you want to hear when you're talking about your first over your first pick in you know this past draft uh, at all, especially when you, we look at a lot of the hype that he had coming in. And I'm not saying it's time to you know throw in a towel on him or, or even panic because I think he is a good player. I think when it's all said and done, once he finally gets his feet under him and gets uh, more acquainted and and, and more relaxed and able to play free, he'll be, be he'll be a better player. It just comes with time. Safety isn't an easy position position to learn at all. Um, yeah. That said, uh, definitely he has he he's going to be a work in progress. I don't I think he is going to be a part of the the, the defensive back rotation once the season starts. Uh, but to call him a starter, I don't necessarily believe he'll be a starter. Uh, day one but again by the time it's all said and done some of these guys uh, depending on game flow may have uh, more snaps than some others he could out snap Chuck Clark on any given day and and still not start so it's just all about what they're looking for what kind of packages they're going to go with I'll add this as far as an overreaction I think that these linebackers Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen could possibly be a little better than what we have seen in the past, specifically Malik Harrison. He had a really good game uh, in the first preseason game. You know, he had the the forced fumble. Uh, He had a couple of early tackles. You know, he he was flying around. He had some special teams tackles, really engaged. um, You know, and again, this is an overreaction. So this is us putting heavy stock into the first action of a preseason game. Take that into account. But also, I'm just going with what I've seen. And Patrick Queen didn't play in the game, obviously, but we've gotten to see him at training camp. And I just think that these two are two guys who have been under heavy scrutiny really since they've been drafted. Everybody, especially Patrick Queen being a first-round pick, uh, the expectations for him have just been through the roof. Uh, And it's not easy when you've got a guy, Ray Lewis, who manned that position, and that's kind of – what people are looking for when we're talking about filling that position going forward into the future. It just is what it is. Um, But I think that these guys are in line to kind of take that next step forward. What that step forward necessarily means, I can't tell you. I do think it means better than what they've been. Uh, So does that mean that I'm saying that Patrick Queen is all of a sudden going to be a Devin White type of in, in the pass coverage? No, I'm not saying that, but I do think 
he's going to be a little more serviceable. I do think you're not going to see him get beat as much by running backs out of the backfield. With Malik Harrison, I do think you'll see him start to make a couple more uh, impact plays if he gets the opportunity. You know, Josh Bynes is ahead of him right now, so he'll have to get past Josh Bynes. But if we're talking about Malik Harrison just being able to make those pop pop-up plays, whether it be on special teams, because he will be heavily involved in that still, or just opportunities when he gets thrown out there in the linebacker rotation on defense. I think we can look at these guys to kind of take that step forward, because it's, just to be frank, it's now or never, you know, yeah. for both of those, for both of those guys right now. It's now or never. It's definitely more pressure on Patrick Queen than it is on Malik Harrison with Queen being the first round pick. But I think it's equal on both of them. They were both drafted and it was thought at the time that this was going to be the duo linebacking group going into the future for this Ravens defense. And it just hasn't panned out to be that. Now, I'll say I'm not as low on Patrick Queen the way everybody else is. I think a lot of people hold him to a standard that is a little unfair um, because again, like I said, with Ray Lewis being the guy in that position, that's the standard for the middle right. linebacker position. Um, so I think he's been, he, he kind of has uh, been treated unfairly, so to speak, with some of the expectations that have been put on him. But at the same time, this is a big boy league. He's a first right. round pick. And I think he wants better for himself. He knows he can play better. So all of those things combined, I think that we can look for these guys to, if nothing else, make more impact plays than we've seen them make in the past. Before we move on to the next topic, I want to get your thoughts since we're talking about the linebacker position on Jeremiah Moon. He obviously had a penalty um, in today's mm-hmm. game, but I, I, I like, you know, full transparency. I'm a Gator fan, so I, I, I've seen oh, There him. it is. There it I've is. Seen- I've seen him at Florida. Um, I, I think he, I think he's a good player. I thought he was a good player at, at Florida. Um, and then with the linebacker situation, you know, I just always felt like maybe he's in position to, 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 you know, at least try to make the team. But what are your thoughts on him and either how he played today or, you know, going into training camp leading up to today? Well, I, I definitely, I think it's an uphill battle for him, no doubt yeah. about it. I mean, it'll be tough for him. I think he's on the back end when we're talking about the linebackers potentially going to make this team. Now, what does help him is the fact that they don't have much depth at that position. Exactly. Right now, you know, so so he is a couple of splash plays away from sneaking his way onto this roster, <laughs> if nothing else, if it's practice squad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the 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 personal foul penalty in the in the in the preseason game wasn't his brightest spot you know the nfl now is gonna they're calling anything you, you club a quarterback on the face mask that's going to get you a 15 yard penalty yep. um it's good that he got there you want to take that into account it's good for him to get the pressure get to the quarterback in that situation but you got to be smart you can't give away 15 yards like that so he's definitely that's definitely something he's got to work on but I, I just think for him it's about just doing your job and trying when when an opportunity presents itself when you're on the back end of the roster like that if you you know when you're playing in the fourth quarter in the first preseason game it's kind of letting you know where you stand right now so it's it's a pressing situation to want to make an impact on the game and show up on film so that you got something for the coaches to look at on cut day you know, right. so I I, th- I think he needs a couple of those type of plays. I think he needs a, a strong week, a nice, solid week of practice. What, we talked about Shamar Bridges earlier. Shamar Bridges, I think, has really 
his name has picked up over the last week and a half or so because he's really stacked days in practice and it translated into the first preseason game. Moon, I think, needs to steal that same recipe. I think he needs to stack some days in practice where he at least has at least one or two, you know, flash plays, and then you get into the game and he has, you know, one really, really good play, and it kind of sticks out. He's just got to find a way to get on the forefront of these coaches' minds because right now I, I think he's a guy that's definitely scratching and clawing his way onto the team. Yeah, and, you know, wide receiver and linebacker are probably the most needed positions mm -hmm. on this team. So, you know, if, if if you feel like he's on the back end of it, that, on, on a team that has need, because they, they brought in a couple linebackers and, and tried them out just recently. Right. So right. they clearly, you know, have a need there. And then obviously the Roquan Smith rumors, everybody's saying, oh, the Ravens would be the best fit for him because yeah. – you know, they have a need there. So, you know, you really have to make it – if you don't make an impact on a team that has a big need at the position that you play in, that says really a right. lot about, right. you know, what, what you need to do in terms of to work to, to get better. So I was just curious to know your thoughts on that because obviously, like you said, he did get to the quarterback, but, you know, mm -hmm. the penalty negated, you know, the, the play. And so – it was just interesting. And I don't want to make it seem like he hasn't flashed at all in camp because right, he has sure. had moments. He's definitely had moments. All these guys have. Consistency, you know, though. We're looking for consistency, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. It's all, like I said, it's all about stacking days and consistently showing up in the coaches' faces to the point to where they can't ignore you anymore. Exactly. So, guys, if you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe to the Winning Drive podcast subscribe, feed. Subscribe, subscribe. So you can get all the new episodes as soon as they come out. We appreciate yes. you. All right. So we talked about the wide receivers. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not funny at all, but it feels fun. You ever had something that's not funny <laughs> with your defense mechanism? But you got to laugh. Yeah. You got to laugh. Because I do that all the time. Sometimes. I laugh at stuff like yeah. stuff that I ain't supposed to be laughing at but that's literally my defense mechanism because I'm like I don't know WTF the yeah. wide receiver position is WTF to me right now because as we mentioned earlier Tylon Wallace uh, is out he had a knee bruise they don't know when he will be available to come back so we'll see how that goes you mm -hmm. already mentioned James Prochet um, being injured uh, Duvernay is also dealing with an injury. This is a team that all only had a small group of wide receivers coming into the season. So, um, do you think now is the time that the Ravens finally go try and get somebody? Because it feels it's like now, it's time. I, I mean, it's a, it's about that time. It's about that time, Rita. You brought it up on the last episode about these guys not having any depth at the wide receiver position. And it's showing up right now. I mean, game preseason game one. That's all it took. That's all it took. You know, and you know, Harbs has said that Tylen Wallace has a minor knee sprain. And when when we asked about James Prochet, he said it was a soft tissue deal, nothing serious. Look for him to be back in another week or two. It just, I gotta see it to believe it. Harbs can sometimes try to, you know temper down the panic when it comes to these injuries and I think sometimes he gets ahead of himself and puts out timelines that don't necessarily end up holding up so I'm just going to say it's something to watch 
Um, yeah. If we're talking about Prochet being out two weeks, that's, I mean, two weeks. We're talking about we not, we're, we're not going to see James Prochet until New York, until September 11th at that point. You know, A guy we'll who needs as practice. many reps with yeah. his quarterback as he possibly can may not be available to week one of the regular season. And then the his backup, his, his backup got hurt in the first preseason game. So yeah. now as far as quote-unquote healthy guys that they have right now, Rashad Bateman, who has also missed a day or two of camp already with the, with the, what Harbs is calling a minor nagging issue, um, and Devin Duvernay, who just got back from dealing with a thigh issue that he hurt a week ago. So you look behind that, sure, we're, we, we, we had Shamar Bridges in our overreaction. Benjamin Victor is out there. Um, you know, Slade Bolden, who's also hurt right now, you know, at some point, hopefully he's back. We don't exactly know what's all going on with him, but we are assuming it's nothing serious. But these aren't proven guys. And it sucks because when you look at the free agency, there's not much out there. Will Fuller's still out there. Of course, that's the big name everybody's going to call out. Um, Odell Beckham is out there, but I truly believe Odell he Beckham is not right healthy. Now. Yeah, it's the only covering. reason he's not on a team. It's the yeah. only reason, and not, not only not is, is that the only reason he's not on the team, but that's the only reason he's not on the Rams. Because I think when it's all said and done and he is able to play football again, that's where he'll be. Um, that's just my guess. But even still, Will Fuller, you bring him in, we're talking about a guy who's got another laundry list of injuries. Um, so I, I, it's just a bad situation for the Ravens to be in right now. This is the last thing they need is for their limited wide receiver depth to be tested as early as it's being tested right now because there's not many options on this team behind the starters and there's not many options left for them out there on the street in the free agency market. So it sucks for them. And I know this is a team that doesn't rely heavily on the receivers in the passing game, but you got to throw somebody out there. You, you have to have somebody to put out. Somebody, the are you available? Position. I mean, I, I, I can be. <laughs> I can be for that game check for sure. You know, I could take a practice squad check if they need. They already to think you rocks. play. They already. I, think I you mean, play the kids. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids think I play football, and I do on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> not, just not on. You know, just not on, the, just not on the Sundays and pads on your TV. You, you don't see me there. But, <laughs> hey, if they, if they need me to come pitch, pinch in for a little bit, I'll do it. But I'm not what they're looking for, and I don't know if they have what they're looking for on this team or in the free agent market right now. Yeah, I, I, I stand firm on believing that the Ravens had a plan in the draft where they were going to get a wide receiver in the draft when they traded Marquise Brown. And then there was a run of wide receivers that came mm -hmm. off right before they, they picked. So then they went with Kyle Hamilton. The problem, though, I have with that is, is that they didn't have a plan B or, you know, so what was the plan B? What were you guys going to do in the sense that those guys weren't going to be available? And that's the part that bothers me is that we're not seeing anything being done. You know, guys were going off the table that were available in free agency, which is going off the table, not coming to Baltimore. And you have a big need here, a huge need mm -hmm. here. And when you look at the AFC, 
And the other teams, you know, they have wide receivers. You know, they have right. pass catchers. And, look, we love Mark Andrews. We really do. And we hope that Isaiah likely is going to be what we think he's going to be. But that clearly can't – and Rashad Bateman. But Rashad Bateman is a guy that, look, didn't even play all last season because he started off right. on the pup list because he was injured. Um, and so then you have unproven guys here that now – can't even stay healthy. Like, what is the plan here? Like, it it feels like there's no plan. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it, I hope the plan isn't, well, let's just see who gets cut in uh, after the preseason is over and once the rosters go down, because that's not a good plan either. You know? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. And you talked about the draft weekend, and they had plenty of opportunities to go yes, get they did. somebody uh, in any round, really, that they chose. I mean – uh, Sky Moore is a receiver that went later on in the draft, and the Chiefs ended up snagging him. Uh, Burks from Arkansas, a uh, big receiver, uh, ends up – I think Green Bay ended up snagging him late in the draft. So there there were definitely uh, – even though the run on receivers went heavy in that middle part of the first round, there were plenty of receivers for the Ravens to be able to go get as I the agree. draft went on, and they, and they just – you know, I'm not going to say that they sat on their hands, but they all, you know, because they, I think that they got some guys that they like Isaiah Likely, Charlie Kohler, Travis Jones, uh, uh, Tra- uh, Beatty, uh, Tyler Beatty. You know, I, I think that they were able to snag some guys that in the long run they felt like are going to be able to help their team even right away to a degree as well. And I didn't even mention Pepe Williams and Jalen Armour Davis. Um, you know, so I, I think that they like what they got. But at the same time, I think it's going to come back and bite them in the yep. sense that they decided to kind of minimize the the wide receiver priority on their list of priorities at the time. Um, and whether it ends up working out or not, we'll see. You know, but it, it, it's just not a good situation to be in when you're at the point to where, okay, we like our starting receivers, but we literally have nothing behind them you have to have some depth at that position and right now as it stands they don't have any it's a lot of unproven guys and sure we don't know what some of these guys that uh, can turn out to be if Shamar Bridges turns out to be the next greatest thing then hey hats off to him for finding a, a diamond right. in the rough um but these are long shot situations these guys went undrafted for a reason you know so I'm not going to sit here and expect them to all of a sudden become starters overnight so the Ravens are going to have to really take a deep look at this receiving group and the depth that they have or the lack thereof and figure out how they want to address it. We know they like to flood the field with tight ends, but again, you're going to have to have somebody to put out there on the outside and it can't just be a body. It's got to be somebody who's actually serviceable. Listen, we don't know, you know, what Lamar is asking for, obviously, because, you know, they're airtight over there. But quite frankly, the Ravens need to give Lamar whatever it is that he is asking for. And the mm-hmm. reason of that is because you're literally asking him to turn wine, turn water into wine. OK, yeah. uh, and that is look, Jesus could do that. But I don't know if Lamar is Jesus. Christ. Lamar's look, already said he ain't he, Jesus. He's already look, told he already he came Jesus. out and said he wasn't Jesus. Christ. <laughs> he let you know he ain't Jesus Christ. And guess what? We can't expect him to, to make miracles all the time. He already did that in 2019 when he had guys like Seth Roberts and a rookie, you know, Marquise Brown on his roster and Willie Sneed. Now you're trying to ask him to do 
um, to, to compete with the AFC with the guys that he already has, you know, sans Mark Andrews. Because at the end of the day, as much as we love the potential of Bateman, we still don't really know. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it's, exactly. it's, it's just all what we believe he's going to be. But he is, this is only his second year, which mm-hmm. that's another topic as well, because you're asking this man to literally play in a veteran role, and he literally is just a sophomore. So this is all craziness. And I just don't understand, you know, when you look at this roster, it literally, Lamar, if this team wins 10 games, it will be because Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of this team and nobody else, not Tyler Huntley, not Anthony Brown, not Brett Huntley. None of those people can do what Lamar can do with what the Ravens front office has given him thus far mm-hmm. from a skill set perspective. We have no idea what the running backs are going to do. We don't even know if they're healthy. Now you're in a situation where we have no idea what the wide receivers are going to do because they're not healthy. So they're not going to get their reps in preseason. Yeah. So, you know, whatever I don't look, if Lamar is asking for a fully guaranteed, you need to go ahead and give it to him. Okay. Cause you're asking for him to do a lot. When you look at the likes of the AFC West and the Buffalo bills, and you know, with the the Cleveland Browns, at least they traded Miami. in Miami. You know what I'm saying? So you know, this is going to be interesting how they do this because you're asking him to to compete. And I've never seen the AFC so stacked before. Quite frankly, I don't recall yeah. them being as stacked as they are right now. And so especially with all the star star studded quarterbacks that are now in the AFC West alone, you know, but definitely in the AFC uh, as a whole. And you, you brought up the running backs earlier. Obviously the Ravens are a run first team. If the running game is going well, this team is tough to stop. But Rita, you just said it. We don't know who, how healthy these running backs are going to be to start the year and how long it's going to take for them to get back to what we're used to them seeing. So if you combine a questionable Russian attack with a banged up uh, wide receiver group that has limited to no depth at all. It's, it's concerning. It's concerning. And it gets back to the point of Lamar Jackson being forced to kind of have to play Superman and everybody last year, I kept hearing it like Lamar's got to stop looking for the home run and he's got to take what's given to him. And while I tend to agree at times, it's like, how can we knock him for feeling like he's got to be Superman every play? When you, look a, when you look around, it's not much for him. It's not much help for him. Obviously, Mark Andrews is there. That's a big help. But no everybody knows it. Mark Andrews is there. Exactly. The defense exactly. knows Mark Andrews is there. They're going to yep. double and maybe triple team him because they know that Mark Andrews is the best target on yep. this football team. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and I talked about it on the last episode. That's why I think it's so important for them to be able to spread the wealth because I think that's when this offense is at its best, when they're not able to just key in on 89 or that when their defense is not able to just put eight in the box because they know all the Ravens can do is run the ball. When the Ravens are passing the ball effectively and spreading the ball around, they are super tough to stop. And it's just I, I really want to see how healthy – they are because I keep saying it, man. The, the same thing that derailed their season last year D, is, is the same thing that worries me this year. And it's injuries all over again. And it's still injuries to a lot of the same guys. 
and it's and th- those guys are key pieces. These are some of their best players that they don't have back yet. And until they get these guys back, it's tough for me to really feel confident in this team right now, to be honest with you. You you and I are on the same page. You are very professional with it. And I think that that's a great thing because, you know, you're out there every day. And so, like, you know, you have to say the nice things. I'm going to say. <laughs> right. I got to dress it up thing. a little bit. I'm going to say the real things. Look, if you look at this off, if you look at this offense on paper, they mid. Okay. Yeah. If you don't oh, know yeah. what mid means, look it up in the urban dictionary because they make right. this is a mid team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Luckily for them, the offensive line has improved some, but then we still have some uncertainties um, with the left tackle position and now the center yeah. position. So, you know, listen, this team is nothing without number eight. I hope we've made that clear. Okay. This team can do nothing without Lamar Jackson. Because they they are they don't have the star power minus two guys and 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 I'm giving Bateman probably more leeway than he he's earned because he didn't play all of last season and he's only in his second year and that's no you know that's it's a detriment to him that we're putting this kind of pressure on this young man because we don't have anybody else to rely on outside of Mark Andrews. Honestly, that and, 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 you know, I'll say I do think Bateman is built for this. I do think he can be, you know, he's he's good enough to play the role that they're asking him to play. Again, you know, yes, he's the number one receiver, but Mark Andrews is the number one guy in this offense. So really Bateman is the number two uh, when you really look at it like that. So I, I think Bateman can definitely play the role that they're asking him to play. I think he can be a receiver that runs the entire route tree. He can make the deep catches. He can make the short catches and possibly pop a big play with his yak ability. Um, but definitely, you know, when we're talking about putting the entire load on him, um, if, God forbid, Prochet, Duvernay, or, or now Tylen Wallace is hurt, um, it, it's going to be a lot for him to have to carry. I think Prochet, if he's healthy, he's going to be able to really, you know, excel in his slot role. Um, yep. But – uh, when you, but besides those two, I'm gonna just gonna keep saying it as the receiver. And besides Prochet and Bateman, I'm I'm not overly uh, optimistic about the rest of the guys. I think Duvernay has a chance just because he has he's that All Pro return guy, and I think it, I want to see it translate as a, as a receiver. But behind him, Wallace and the rest of these guys, it was good. Shamar Bridges had a good first preseason game. But until I see it on a regular basis, I don't have much confidence in this receiving group. And I think the depth is the reason that this team could be in trouble because they're lacking a ton of depth at the receiver position. Ravens play Cardinals next week, uh, August 21st at 8 p.m. in Arizona. Uh, So we'll be talking about that next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Winning Drive podcast. Tell everybody where you can find our podcast. Oh yeah, they can find they can find the podcast wherever they listen to podcasts at that Spotify, that's uh iTunes, that uh wherever else they put up the podcast. You know, I don't I don't know if it's on SoundCloud, but it probably is. It's wherever I would imagine you can get podcasts, at least that's what I was told. So we'll test that theory out and go check it out there. Uh all throughout the preseason. We'll have two episodes a week. 
And once the season kicks off, we'll go up to three and get you some post-game reactions uh, right as soon as the game is over. So keep it locked with us because we'll continue to give you all the Ravens content, content you can handle as the year goes on. All right. Talk to you guys next week. See you later. Peace.